Welcome, Red Sox fans. Here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Welcome, everyone. The Bastards are back for another edition of Hot Take Tuesday. We are brought to you in part by the Minute Media Podcast Network. So tonight we've got five or six hot takes loaded into the chamber. We'll get to those. If we end up running short, I can uh, pull up a couple of more. So Charlie Smith back with me for this episode. Are you ready? Oh, as ready as I can be, my friend. All right. So we will start off. Uh, this guy doesn't have a name uh, on Twitter. He is at Red Sox Chimp. And he has an avatar. Picture so small, I can't even tell. It's a Red Sox catcher. Might be Carlton Fisk. But uh, all right. So his, his hot take is simply a question. Can Vasquez play first base while having Ploiecki do the catching? So could it happen? Sure. Do I want it to happen? Uh, probably not. And the reason for that being is if you run the risk of losing your catcher and you're forced to stick with just Ploiecki, you're, you're bringing up Connor Wong, who we've already seen is not a big hitter. I'd prefer to keep a minimum of one catcher healthy just so we can have someone to spell him. Could it happen? Sure. Do I personally want to see it happen? I don't know. Even though Ploiecki is the better hitter in games that he starts, that that becomes the total thing. That's the question as it stands. Over the last three months, Kevin Ploiecki has the same number of RBIs as Marwin Gonzalez. That hurts when you think about it because Ploiecki doesn't play every day. And Gonzalez uh, shouldn't be playing at all. Terry? Well... I want Ploiecki's bat in the lineup, and I would love to ideally have Bobby Dahlbeck's bat out of the lineup if possible. I don't really question whether or not Vazquez can play first base. We've seen him do it. We've seen him play second and even third base in a pinch. So he does seem to have the natural athletic ability to do something like that, but what we've seen from Polecki, he's just a good hitter at the plate. And quite frankly, he's even been hitting better than Vasquez. I'll add another option to this. If if you're not crazy about Vasquez necessarily playing the field, what if Polecki DHs, you option Duran back to Worcester, put JD in left field, slide Verdugo over to center. That's another way to get Ploiecki's bat in the lineup. Children, boys and girls, <laughs> your boy Terry's been thinking outside the box here. Give it a shot. What's the worst that happens? We try it out for a week. It doesn't work. We go back to what was there, right? Two weeks. Give it a, give it a shot. We've been giving certain players months and months of an opportunity. Let's give it a couple weeks. Hell, why not? That's what I would do. And you could still have Franchi at first base. I, I don't really want to abandon that yet. He was so hot down in Worcester. And I figure even if he's struggling, at least you're putting him in a, a position that we're not getting a ton of production out of anyway. So let let Franchi try, I guess. But one other one other layer I want to add to this. 
and I mentioned this last show. Kevin Cash, Tampa Bay Rays, this is an everyday problem for him. This is what he does every day, trying to come up with solutions for situations that are less than ideal. And he does an excellent job of that. You see other managers across the league doing the same thing. I mean, Dave Roberts brought Mookie Betts into second base the other night. Uh, Craig Council, kind of an innovative guy with the Brewers. Alex Cora is getting outmanaged by these guys who are thinking outside of the box a lot better than, than he is. So I want to see him get creative here and be that top two or three manager many of us felt he was, scandal or not, in Houston. So tinkering with Ploiecki to get his bat in there, I think that's something that needs to be done while our offense is, is so anemic. You know, I want to see them start slicing away at the plate and uh, putting balls in play. Speaking of point, balls. Oh, you know, speaking of balls is right. Because kids, <laughs> listen up. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Abort hairy balls and Buzz Lightyear, that woody with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Any other thoughts on the catching situation or outside the box, Alex Cora? I mean, from from going from balls to catching balls, it's it's just balls all around. Um, here's the thing. Like you mentioned, the worst that happens is it doesn't work out. We at least give it a shot. Pardon my really loud neighbors driving down the street. <laughs> uh, why not? You know what? Let's give it a shot. Because like you mentioned, there's no set lineup. So the worst that happens is it fails, and at least we know this doesn't work. We'll try something different. Fair enough. And, yeah, hopefully when we get Arroyo back, it'll be for more than five minutes because that that solves a lot of problems as it is. I'm getting back in there. All right, another one. Ryan Nelson on Twitter says... He says, bruh, the Red Sox and Orioles have pretty much the same record since the All-Star break. So the Red Sox, I believe, are 11 and 12 after losing this one. The Orioles are 10 and 11. We have one more win. We have one more loss. Sir, you are correct. The Red Sox and the Orioles do have the same record. Was it like that originally? No. The Red Sox have very quickly lost nine of their last 11 games. We did not have the same record to start off uh, post-All-Star break. But here's the thing. 
very well this team could have actually had a worse coming out of the deadline or out after the uh, all-star break um just based on the fact that the yankees choked a couple games like you saw a pitcher have four wild pitches in one game that was insane i don't think we'll ever see that again i don't think we'll ever see three wild pitches in an inning from the same pitcher that was absolutely astounding that will never happen but you sir are absolutely correct the Red Sox absolutely need to right the ship and start winning ball games because this is looking real sad. Terry? Next. Just firing right through them. Alan on Twitter, not Al Nahigan, former co-host, but Alan says the Red Sox will be in fourth place by September 1st and Schwarber won't make a difference. So let's that's a two-parter, so let's just go one at a time. Will the Red Sox be in fourth place by September 1st? Like, how realistic is that? We are three games ahead of Toronto right now. Who's in fourth place? Who's in fourth place? Now, a couple couple of uh, shows ago, I said, if you don't start clicking and you don't start looking good, there's a very good chance it could happen, but I hope it doesn't happen. I think the Red Sox could lose an additional three games by the end of August and three games in September, which would put us pretty darn close to last place or or fourth place. Excuse me. They've lost over three games in the last week. So we've kind of shortened up that timeline by a month and a half or by a couple of weeks minimum. You need to start winning games. You need to start by winning this series against Tampa Bay to gain a game that that puts you three games back from first place. I don't think we're going to finish in second place. I feel very confident about that. The Yankees are knocking on the door. Toronto has had our number. The happiest thing that happened about today was knowing we don't have to face Toronto anymore. Thank God. Yeah. Do I think we can? Do I think we could end up in fourth place? You're damn right. If we don't start hitting the ball and start pitching like we should, do I want it to happen? No. And truth be told, I thought we we're going to finish in third. Fourth was going to be a far cry. But right now, if it keeps going this way and we can't turn it around that's it like fourth place is 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 you know it's very possible i'm hoping that we don't fall farther than third you look you go back to two sundays ago we had just wrapped up a series against the yankees where we won it was either two out of three or three out of four we we won the series and at that moment we were Nine and a half games ahead of the Yankees and ten and a half games above Toronto. And now Toronto, like you said, they're in fourth place. They're only three games out. We we could get swept by Tampa. Now, in the last show, we expressed a little bit of optimism because the pitching matchups are actually pretty favorable for us in that series. So... But if there's no offense, if they get to the Red Sox bullpen, we could easily get swept again. They, they've swept us within the last couple of weeks. So I'm pretty nervous, and I, I think that that's certainly, certainly by September 1st a, a possibility. Absolutely. You know, and I apologize for cutting you off. Um, I think what's – really lucky for us in this series is that we don't have to face Tampa Bay's rookie pitcher who's just destroying everything. Like he is it McClanahan? Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's a star. 
and we're not facing him in this upcoming series. Thank God. Thank God. We're facing two of the three guys are just, they're really no-namers. They haven't really had that that much experience. Patino's the first one. Um, and the second gentleman, I'm I'm skipping in his name. It, it's It's leaving me here. But we both think we're going to win two out of three here. If we don't win two out of three against this against this team, not only do we fall to five games back, I think the Yankees, I think the Yankees are one and a half out from from catching second place. And if you lose second place, you have lost. You have lost any chance at going to the playoffs. You will not be going. Let me throw another wrench into it. I think Toronto is actually going to pass the Yankees at some point. So I'm still not convinced that the Yankees are going to sneak into a wild card. I haven't paid a ton of attention to Oakland, but I know they are ahead of the Yankees currently. And they made some upgrades. They made some nice moves. They got Jan Gomes. I think they got Josh Harrison as well. Their pitching staff's been more than adequate so far. So I expect Oakland to still probably take one of the wild cards. And that's what's scary because Toronto is coming on with a head of steam right now. And we're just trying to keep our head above water. And there's going to be so many teams in the hunt probably coming down to the last three or four games for this thing. We're in a very precarious spot. I think you hit, you hit the nail on the head there. I think Toronto is going to be the team that ends up eclipsing it. I think the Yankees have the chance to surpass it, but are they going to be able to maintain it? I just don't know. And I think it will be Toronto that finishes second. The Yankees will finish in fourth, possibly finish in third. God forbid, I hope not, because that's going to be a monumental downfall for the Red Sox if they finish behind New York this year. Um, but you witnessed Toronto, who opened up the pocketbook, and who had the game-winning hit? George Springer. A guy who really hasn't done anything. All, I mean, he's had a decent year for the games he's played. He really has not been a huge factor. And now you have Vladimir Guerrero being arguably the MVP of the American League. Hard to, to question that. The only person that can potentially overthrow him on that regard is Shohei Otani. It's one or the other here. And literally, I'm okay giving it to one or the other at this point. George Springer's hitting. Your rotation's starting to light up. You have Brad Hand, who is struggling, albeit, but you have two closers there. Rafael Dolis still just does not seem to want to pitch against Boston, but he's good against other teams. This is a team you have to be worried about. Thank God the Red Sox are facing Toronto again because it's going to be home run derby. They have incredible offense. It's probably the best offense in the, in the American League. And if your pitchers can start to light up, it's not a far cry to say, you know what, 92-93, I believe, were the last two years the Toronto Blue Jays went to the World Series when Carter, I believe Carter was there. There's a really good chance that if Toronto can start to light it up, yeah, they could do some work. It could, I could very well believe a Toronto White Sox American League Championship Series. That's how good they are. Definitely. And Jose Barrios... A couple of good starts so far. He's only given up one run and roughly 12 innings pitched. Right. So they they made some good moves and they're they're they a better team for it. So at speaking speaking of moves, Terry, you said this was a two part question. We we got to talk about Kyle Schwarber too. Absolutely. Would this be a, a non factor? 
I was 50-50 about it being a good move. Could it work out? It might, it may not. But this most recent setback, it hurts. It really hurts. It stings. Because while we're getting Chris Sale back, are we going to be getting Chris, Chris Sale at 100%? No, no way. I'll be super pumped if he pitches four innings. If we get four plus, I'll be pumped. If he gets like five, six strikeouts and maybe allows one or two runs, if we're lucky. What if he gets shelled the first game? I'm not even going to be upset because Chris Sale's finally back. I'm okay with it. Do I expect Kyle Schwarber to be a non-factor? No. I want to see him do what he did before he got injured again. Will he be able to do that as a question? I don't know. I really don't. I'd love to say yes because then at least we're not going to get in fourth place. Are we going to miss the playoffs? Still a good chance. I hope he's not a non-factor. I hope he does some work. What do you think, Terry? As we said in the last episode, there's no exact timetable on him. They don't expect it's going to be too long, but if if they're it wouldn't surprise me if September 1st ends up being the date that he comes back in that neighborhood. So that would be a disappointment because we were looking to hopefully get Bobby Dahlbeck out of the lineup right around July 31st. That's what we were hoping. And so to have to wait a month is a little bit devastating. And I would just say that having him play the duration of the season without getting injured once he does return will, will be somewhat of a victory, but this hasn't worked out nowhere near as ideally as many people were hoping. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was, and it goes in tie with, you know, all the players that we, we may have been able to get. I think the Red Sox made a conscious decision not to go crazy because there were going to be other teams that were going to go a little bit crazy. And they already had better teams. They were prepared for 2021 in a better manner than the Red Sox were. They planned for the offseason. They planned for the deadline. Injuries haven't been an issue. Some have had injuries and suspensions. But here's the thing. Some teams just did a better job of planning. And yes, they paid to get it. The Red Sox did not. I can't be upset about that. It's just being realistic and being honest with ourselves. I agree. Just looking through some of them. Okay, here's a good one that we can kind of add a layer to. Ref on Twitter. That must be short for something. Uh, it's not referee, I can tell that. But uh, he says, I'm a diehard Red Sox fan. The theme of those guys this year has been no lead is safe. So that's kind of the bullpen, basically. Can these guys hold a lead? And we've seen Ottavino have his ups and downs, both of which were in the series. He had a good outing. He had a bad outing. Struggled a little bit towards the end of July. So are we worried about him holding down that eighth inning? I don't I don't know what's a bigger concern. Your relief or your starters. 
because in order to get to your relievers, you need to have good starters or, or you need to have bad starters technically, right? Your bad stars is what brings out the relievers. Do I have faith in my bullpen right now? I have faith in one person and that's sad. I have faith in Josh Taylor. I don't have faith in Matt Barnes. I don't have faith in, 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 uh, Oh my God, Adam Ottavino. I couldn't think of his first name. I don't. I don't have faith in Ottavino. I have, fair, I have faith in Garrett Richards. I have faith in Josh Taylor. I don't have faith in in Darwinson Hernandez. I don't have faith in any pitcher we acquired. I have more faith in Arauz pitching because he <laughs> at least is somewhat efficient. Twelve pitches. He made his major league debut pitching a couple days ago, and he was more efficient than people that get paid to pitch. That is a problem in itself. We're not just, we can't just focus on one pitcher in the, in the bullpen right now. I'm not just going to say, uh, I don't have faith in, in Adam Ottavino. I think he needs to be rested. I think he needs to take five days, put him on COVID vacation. I don't care. Coronacation. I don't care. I don't want to see him for five days. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be happy. I want you to be ready because right now, unless Josh Taylor's name gets called or Garrett Whitlock's name gets called, that's like watching the Crash Dummies movie. Just don't wear a seatbelt. Let's just see what happens. It's it's not fun. And when you're up eight to four, eight to four, with just a couple innings of work to go, you just can't, you just you can't lose that game. You can't do it. If you want to say you have a good bullpen, you gotta be able to handle four runs. There are some teams out there that are fine with two. Hold my beer. We have four or five. No, the lead isn't safe. It's just not. My trust in Ottavino is also dwindling as well. Andrew mentioned within the last week that perhaps Garrett Whitlock could move into the eighth inning role. And I think that does sound plausible. You hate to kind of lose him out of his current role where he goes multiple innings, but but that's certainly a possibility. But how about Matt Barnes? I know Toronto can make any pitcher, starter, reliever look bad, so you can kind of give him a pass. But after the banning of the sticky stuff, he isn't quite as sharp. Like, the strikeouts just aren't quite there. He's not He's not getting killed by any means, and he's, he's still recording his saves, but we're not seeing that same level of dominance. And then they extended him. So he's got a two-year extension worth, I think, $7.5 million per year, totaling out at $15 million. So I'm not going to lose my mind over that. It's not a lot of money. I think they can find a role for him. I mean, will he end up being overpaid? Very possibly. But, but I think they can certainly find a role for him. All winter long, I, I said so many times, I'm not, I'm not a Matt Barnes guy. I don't think he can do it for a full year. He's never done it for a full year. He's never done it for three months. So he's still on the best run of his career, but it's hard to not have a little bit of skepticism with six or seven weeks to go still in the season. It's kind of hard to argue that. It's so eloquently put. You gave him an extension to be a potential long reliever, to maybe be your closer if your starter, your your closer gets uh, you know taken out. But Matt Barnes in Toronto or against Toronto has been Rafael Dolis against the Red Sox. 
both of them were supposed to be the closers coming into the year. And both of them have gotten shelled against the opposing team, which is weird. It's just very odd. But Matt Barnes finds a way to disappoint again. He got a win in, in the series. He blew two saves and two losses. That's that's kind of hard. Uh, very seldomly do you see a, a guy get a win and two losses in a four-game set. Like, that just tells us you're inconsistent. You're just not getting it done. And um, the level of skepticism that you share for Ottavino, I share that for Matt Barnes. I share that for a couple other guys. If Garrett Whitlock goes into the eighth inning uh, spot, like you mentioned, it's not like we're completely screwed. I'm not going to say Garrett Richards or Martin Perez should go there. But I'd like to see Valdez there. I think that that's someone that we could see go in three innings and do some work there every once in a while. Will he be as efficient as Garrett Whitlock? I don't think so. But then again, I don't know. We haven't seen it. Garrett Whitlock's been doing it all year. He had a little stretch of a little bit of wear and, and just need to get a little bit of rest. But I think you're right. You know, does Garrett Whitlock make sense in the eighth inning and ninth inning, like a two-inning save guy? Possibly, yes. If you're trying to save the game from getting rocked again, half your series was blown because of Matt Barnes. And one of those games, one pitch. That's how quickly that game can get derailed. And in the fourth game, he had a 2-2 count on George Springer with two outs. So he was one out. From, uh, excuse me, one strike from getting out of the inning, and we're still leading eight to six. So that was that was definitely uh, brutal as well. Tommy Bennett on Twitter says the slump ends after the Chris Sale start. You know, Chris Sale is going to be having his first game against the Baltimore Orioles. His next start will come against. Texas I think that's on a Friday night if you play your cards right he's actually playing in the series that don't have as much merit because he plays against Texas I think he misses I think he pitches the last game against Cleveland if I'm not mistaken he might get Tampa Bay for one of those but he plays Tampa once plays New York once that's just that's it like you need your best guys in your best series and if we're just going to prioritize, okay, maybe this is like a benefit. Maybe we're going to win against those crappy teams because we have no faith against winning against those teams that are going to kick our butts in. I'm a little bit nervous and I'm still a little skeptical because here's the thing. I, I haven't been, I've been wrong a lot this year. I've been right a lot the last two weeks, three weeks. I'm not happy about the fact that I've been right a lot these last couple of weeks. I don't think that Chris Sale coming back is going to all of a sudden make all the problems go away. That is not going to just make the the clock stop and then the Red Sox are going to be like all of a sudden just studs. It's not realistic. The problems are there. Fixing one man on the rotation doesn't cure the rest of it. It doesn't cure the, the, the bullpen. It doesn't cure the, your offense or stupid base running mistakes or dumb fielding errors. It's one piece. One man does not make your baseball team. That's my take. Agreed. And I, I liked how he said after the Chris Sale start. So does that mean he gets shelled in the first start and then the slump ends? I, I don't know. But <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. I mean we're gonna get the we're gonna get the hype train crammed down our throat probably starting on Wednesday, Thursday as we're inching closer to that Saturday start. 
to me, it's unfortunate they did, just didn't get him going a little bit sooner because I think he could have started the one of the seven inning games against Toronto. I don't see why not. Even if he only pitches four innings, you go to Whitlock for a couple innings, then you get Barnes in there. In hindsight, obviously Barnes wasn't going to work out, and Pavetta pitched one of the best games of his career. Well, not his, well, maybe his career. I don't know, but one of the best starts of his season was on Saturday against Toronto by having almost a no hitter into the fifth inning there. So we ended up getting good starting pitching in those games, and it, it was Matt Barnes, you know, combined with the lack of offense that, that did us in. But and it would also be nice to have Chris Sale starting on Thursday instead of Pavetta in the Tampa Bay series. And that's what we talked about, you know? Like we have him pitching in some of the series that just don't have as much impact on our season. And that could ultimately be, you know, what's going to suck is if the Red Sox miss it by a game, if the Red Sox miss the playoffs by one game. And what if Chris sale pitched that game? (laughs) I will not blame Chris sale for that. I will blame the downfall of what we just witnessed over the last 11 games, two and nine, three and 10 over your last 13. That is not first place baseball. That's not even second place baseball. Red Sox were what, the only team in the majors that hadn't lost more than four in a row? Is that correct? Or they hadn't lost four in a row all season? I think, I think we was... were the last to do it. Yeah. We were the last one. And then we just plowed through and became, you know, one of the many teams that went three and ten in the last you know, in a thirteen game <laughs> span. Yeah. You know? Or, or or two two and nine in eleven game set. Like that's that's just not good. It's not acceptable. Not for the Red Sox. Yeah. It, that was a poorly timed losing stretch what if that happens in early to mid-july then what are the trade deadline moves they i think we're looking at a different chain of events i think so too and here's another thing too what if the red sox are way out do they become sellers like immense sellers do you see xander bogarts get moved do you see jd martinez get chipped into something do you see Christian Vasquez going and like parting ways with Garrett Richards or Martin Perez as like a, a filler? I think this could have gone drastically different if we were four or five games out of first place where we were in no contention. Like we were falling apart. Injuries were happening. Chris Sale wasn't coming back. I think we would have seen one star minimum playing in a different uniform in a different city. And you just pray that it wasn't pinstripes. Yeah, absolutely, and and I guess I'll just kind of wrap it up on this note. Chris Sale, by the time he takes that mound, it'll almost have been two years. Doesn't that blow your mind? <laughs> Chris Sale has been gone for two years, but did Chris Sale opt to get the surgery when he should have? He did not. The answer is no. No. The answer is no. He would have been ready before the season started, and we're not even having this discussion. I'm not being negative, Nancy, about Garrett Richards because Garrett Richards probably wouldn't even be here. Nope. Because Chris Sale would have been here, and that money would have been allocated towards somebody else. And maybe I would have had to, you know, kiss the pig and suffer the Jay Goderizzi signing, but we would have had somebody else. We would have paid a little bit more money, 
and we would have been in a better condition. So people could say, oh, Chris Sale, you know, he made a mistake, whatever. Chris Sale doesn't hit the ball, and he doesn't pitch five times a week. There you go. And I'll say this. Him having Tommy John was the worst-case scenario, and we thought it could happen at some point during the course of that contract. Having said that, we finished last last year. It didn't end up hurting us in 2019 because we were just so bad anyway by not having him finish out the last six weeks or whatever. We still do have a chance, despite the zero momentum we have, we have a chance to either win a wild card. If we can run the table Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday against Tampa, Maybe that starts the momentum into the sale start. You can still make a case that the Red Sox win the division and have a free ride into the ALDS, but that's aligning a lot of stars, and I personally think that's a long shot, but but we still have a chance. Chris Sale is returning to a team that has a chance. So I, I agree. I, th- I think we have a chance. It's not, it's not 100%. It's not, it's not a crazy bright percentage, but it's still a chance, and it starts with sweeping Tampa Bay. You need to win all three. You can't just take two out of three. You need three. 1,000%. We need all three. We need Toronto and the Yankees to, to lose a game or two to give us a little bit of breathing room on the other side of us. But we will wrap on that. We'll be back Thursday night to record the Tampa series. Hopefully it will be a happier show. We haven't had a happy one since we beat the Yankees that series a couple weeks ago. So we'll be back with you then. Take care.